You're listening to another great podcast in the Stoplight Network. My Mac Podcast 584-5. The Mac Mommy is angry. You're listening to the G-Men on the MyMac.com podcast. Welcome, everyone, to the MyMac.com podcast. This is number, as I said, 584-5. Yeah, Gas could not be here this week because he had some family obligations. And as I told him on Twitter, you know, doing this podcast, we love to do this podcast. But really, when it comes down to it, family always comes first. So uh, hopefully next week we will record 585, which will be the three- Officially, the 300th podcast since Gaz and I took over the MyMac.com podcast. Isn't that exciting? Yay! So, so exciting. And because I hate doing a podcast by myself, I actually tricked someone into coming onto the show with me. And it's Melissa Davis, the, not just the, but the Mac Mommy. Hi, Melissa. Hi, Guy. How are you doing? I'm good. I'm happy to be here. Thanks for having me on. You didn't sure. really have to trick me too much. Well, that's true. That's true. And it's not like we haven't been talking for 27 <laughs> minutes and 15 seconds, oh, at least. Well, you know, we had <sighs> well, that's what GarageBand is telling me. Mm-hmm. So some, some of the stuff that she and I were talking about, carefully edited, will <laughs> uh, we'll probably make it to the after show. Um, before we get started, now, Melissa, have you, do you use Otherworld Computing at all? Oh, absolutely. Okay. Now, you know, they don't sponsor this podcast, but this is one of those companies. They are. They are. This is one of those companies that I, that I really, really like. And, uh, I, I went there, I guess it was sometime last week. I was looking for something. I ended up, I didn't buy anything, but I was just, you know, using them as kind of a reference point and they have redone their website. I don't know if you've been there lately. Uh, let me go check it out. It is. It's a really, really cool redesign for the website. It's gorgeous. It is. Oh, I like the little penguin. Yeah. Isn't that nice? (laughs) So, and they actually have a button there. So if you're like, I don't like things that are new, you can, you can hit Uh, that button and go back to uh, the old website. I wouldn't hit that button because I I do like things that are new. Um, well, you know, and as I said, no gas this week, you know, sad face, but we do have Melissa, which is fan freaking tastic. And I get the half point. Woo-hoo. You do, you do. And you know what else has not yet happened, Melissa? What? I still don't have my iPad Pro. I know, that's so sad. <sighs> yeah, I, I got it through AT&T because that's who my my original iPad, which was the iPad 1, that was who I had my data plan through. And you have an upgraded iPad since the first version? No, I have the third one. Oh, okay. I have the fourth, so. Okay, but I, I didn't want to lose that data plan. Oh, no, right. So I ordered it through them, and they're telling me uh, it, it's, it's the latest point that it's supposed to ship is December 7th, so they've got like two days. Gosh, I hope you get it before Christmas. That would be nice. That would be nice. But even if I, even if I don't get it before Christmas, I, I went out and, and I bought a, my own Christmas present today. 
Good for you. I did. What did you, you get? I got a Behringer. Uh, I know I'm going to get this wrong. Xenix 1204 USB mixer. And that's to replace this creaky. And it, it you know, and the one I have, I have an Alesis Multimix 8 USB, which is probably close to 10 years old now. And I didn't use it for a long time. I was trying to do everything through software. Mm-hmm. And, you know, longtime listeners of the show can guess how well that went because <laughs> our audio quality has just gone up and down and up and down and up and down. And I just got I I just got tired of of dealing with anywhere from a half second to three seconds of latency talking on Skype when you know when Gaz and I do the show. Mm-hmm. So I switched everything back to analog with this old mixer. And I decided, you know what? You know, let's let's upgrade my equipment a little bit. So I got this new one. Uh, I don't have it hooked up at the moment. I literally oh, okay. So we're not playing on it right now. No, 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 no. Uh, I I literally went out this morning and picked it up. And well, that's the, how you can trick me to come back because let me know when you have it set up and I'll I'll come back on the podcast again. Well, listen, you, you can come back on the podcast anytime <laughs> you want. All right, <laughs> sounds like fun. Oh, so put it through its paces. Yeah. Oh, I can't wait. Uh, it's got a couple of really cool features. It's got um, supposedly, and we'll see how it works. It, I haven't had the best luck with with USB in and out. Uh, I'm supposed to be able to use it to push audio through to my digital audio workplace or workstation, whatever you want to call it, garage band. And it's supposed to be able to pick up uh, audio from the computer back to the mixer. But I mean, oh boy. yeah, <laughs> see, this is you why know what I, that means. <laughs> yeah. I, I really, really didn't want to mess with it until I had like three or four days to, to screw around with it. So Probably tomorrow I'll break it out of the box and and we'll see how that works. Um, let's see. So uh, I I ha- actually have here in the show notes that I'm looking for advice about replacing it. Well, too bad I already yeah. did it. And uh, there's some I have some Facebook drama that I'm I'm not going to talk about right now. But actually, you do have some Facebook drama. <laughs> it's not really drama. It's just funny. I should I should go back and see if I can find the references for you and maybe you can post them in the show notes and. See if we can uh, really stir up some drama. <laughs> so my my husband, for people who who don't know or haven't heard, he's a, a science teacher. He's a physics teacher, and so my background is in graphics and design and production and stuff. And so I was a classically trained typesetter, and so I believe firmly that there should only be one space after a period. And my husband, being a scientist that he is, and most people in the scientific community are hardwired for two spaces after a period. And so we have always, always like not fought. It's just, you know, it's, it's friendly marital banter, I would say. And so we've always like teased each other over this. And he, and so he just likes to get his digs in once in a while. And we haven't talked about it in years because we actually kind of came to an agreement to disagree. Okay. (laughs) And so whenever I would help him with like, say his school syllabus or any of his, any of his materials, I would just, like, I would typeset it for him, and I would show him, look what happens when I do a a find all and replace and take out all the periods. Look, we got, you know, we saved one whole page. What's that going to do to your photocopy budget there? You know, and so he would be all excited. All right. He wouldn't quite admit defeat, but he would see the point of why I was doing what I was doing. The typesetting really matters, and it makes it more, not only more readable and, and legible and uh, easier on the eyes, but also easier on your budget because you can actually save some some paper there. So that's the the main impetus for that. And so every once in a while, like he'll find a comic 
and he'll post it to my Facebook page. <laughs> Just as like a little dig, you know. Do you ever do that with any- your wife? Like tease each other on Facebook and um, post stuff. To uh, no, questions? because my wife frightens me. <laughs> so no, I'm be. kidding. I'm, yeah, as it should be. Um, she's you know my wife is like as you can tell I, I'm like into tech. Uh, how good I am at tech is debatable. Uh, my wife uh, in her previous life was a uh, Unix network administrator. And actually this is All a, fu- right. this is a funny story. I, I know we're going completely off topic here. <laughs> when she was pregnant with our first son, she had developed, uh, I think it's called pregnancy induced hypertension. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. So that's a real thing. Okay. Mm-hmm. So, <laughs> so at work, they gave her, I think it was like, I was like some old Dell or something like that, a 386 or, you know, 486. This is early nineties. And I was rocking a Performa 575 at the time. Oh boy. So we had the two computers were, were downstairs on this one desk that I had all my stuff set up and I'm looking at the, you know, the text boxes that she's got in these little windows and stuff. And, and, I was doing something on the computer and she was doing something there. And I was like, Oh, look at that. Isn't that quaint text commands? Oh, and she, <laughs> and she just kind of looked at me sideways and said, you get the stink eye. Yeah. And, and said, Oh yeah. Well, can Not your that, computer stink eye? Yeah. Oh worse. yeah. Yeah. She said, can your computer do this? And she, <laughs> and she started going from window go. to window, typing in these different commands. And all of a sudden text is like just flying all over these windows. Oh, Oh and I just kind of sat there and said, I'll shut up now. I'll be quiet. I'll be good. I'll be you good. You got schooled. Uh, I got totally schooled. You got schooled. You got owned. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And, and I mean, she's a, she's a college graduate and, and I am not. I, you know, kind of went to the, the, the school of, of hard knocks down in Florida. And. Oh, that explains it. I think that explains a lot about me. <laughs> How many well, times you've been knocked on your head? Uh, not some, yeah, but it's all self-induced. It's like, well, what would happen if I just did this tumble off a bridge? Oh, okay. Well, that's not good. Anyway, uh, why don't we go on over to the mymac.com recent articles? I'll, I'll take, uh, I'll take the, uh, actually you take the first one cause I need to take the second one. Oh boy. Okay. All right. So- Oi, ah, 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 no. Oh, no, ice cream no, headache. No. I'm sorry. I have to take the first one. Okay. And it'll, yeah, it'll give me a chance all, to practice on the second one. Yeah, it'll all make sense in the end. So, you have a method the, to your madness, and yeah, I will respect that. Yeah, well, madness at least. The first one is TechFan232, Tim Returns. Tim is back from, a, from six weeks of travel to rejoin David, and there is much to discuss. Topics include a follow-up to David's eBay Mac purchase, iPad Pro, Wi-Fi, Li-Fi, which is Wi-Fi that is just not being honest, a first look at the Philips Fidelio Bluetooth headphone. M, uh, you know what? These product names. Yeah. I know. I was just thinking the same. Uh, really? M2BTBK. Boy, it just rolls right off the tongue. Not to be confused with Mystery Science Theater 3000. I was just thinking that. <laughs> I know you were. <laughs> uh, the Nest Cam, Black Friday, and much, much more. Go on over to the website and you can check it out. And don't forget to download the podcast. It is a good one. While you're there. Yeah. Okay. This is where you talk. Now. Okay. 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 My turn. Okay. <laughs> uh, here's one of these weird ones. Okay. So BTC 450 hands-free Bluetooth car kit review by Steve Hammond. 
Oh, wait, am I supposed to say his name backwards? Or yeah, that's yeah, right. Heave yeah. Stammen. Steve, what is it? Heave, Heave Stammen. Mm. <laughs> Sounds like a, okay, I won't go there. Yeah, probably not. <laughs> Many states and countries are passing laws to stop usage of mobile devices while driving. If your car radio unit has a Bluetooth system, you can use your hands. Oh, I'm sorry. No, you can't use your hands. Well, you can use your phone wirelessly. Just don't do that while driving. Free. <laughs> if you do not have it. <laughs> Stop. I'm sorry. I said I wasn't going to go there. If you do not have it yet, the BTC 450 hands-free Bluetooth car kit can add it at a low cost. And uh, oh, let me make sure I'm ready here. I am ready. Yay. Next up is the Think, Think Tank Photo Lily Deanne Premium Shoulder Bags. And Waterfield's Designs Field Tote. This is a review by John, sorry, Nam Jimorowski. This is Nam Jimo. What's the message? Well, the message is that these excellent new shoulder cases from Think Tank Photo and Waterfield Design provides new meanings to the term deep pockets, like deep throat. Mm, you went there. <laughs> yeah, yeah. X-Files, X-Files. I lost my, where's my cursor? Damn it. Oh, there it is. Oh, you have the little shake to. Yeah, I, what, yeah, I know. Gaz actually pointed that out to me. Uh, I didn't know about it. Shake it, shake it. Shake it, shake it. <laughs> Lily Deanne premium shoulder bags are designed for professional female photographers and will be used by women and men in all professions. Materials and construction quality are gorgeous. And world-class interior dividers can be relocated or removed as desired. You know, I really should do voiceover work. You should. I should. I should. Exterior and interior compartments are versatile for in, for yeah, for infinite. There, it just blew my whole gig. Infinite foot. Fu, you jinxed ah, it. I know. Photo, photographic business and personal purposes. Wow. I almost said porpoises, including weekend travel. Oh, available <laughs> available in two colors of uh, in two colors of premium leather and nylon the ultra attractive bag has a zippered upper section and a magnetized cover flap there is a robust and oh, I put way too much of this intro into here there there is a robust ro- rowboat there's a rowboat and comfortable shoulder strap plus two end pockets for water bottles or additional storage a rear pocket can be used for reading material. And I'm slipping into DJ voice. And there is a slip through area for the f- handle of a rolling suitcase. Two small and one large enclosed front pocket are ideal for quick access to accessories available in three colors of rugged leather and wax canvas. Go on over to the website, mymac.com, read the article, and you'll get much more out of it out of th- rather than this stupid rendition here. Yeah. See, you gotta you gotta pretend you're Bob Parker, and I'll I'll pretend that I'm you know waving. I'm one of the the girls with the the nails and pointing at the stuff. And <laughs> behind door number three. Behind door. Oh, no, that was Monty Hall. <laughs> oh, that wasn't the Prices Right. No, no, that was Let's Make a Deal. Oh, Do- okay. Door number okay. three. My whole world lies waiting behind door number three. See, I told you you should sing more. <sighs> Well, should we do the next one? What yeah. And door number, th- door number three yes. is a custom SLR dual camera strap. And this review is by uh, Heave Stammond. Very good. <laughs> Yay. For many photographers, it is required to have two camera bodies while shooting events. Carrying those two cameras can become a nightmare. 
Custom SLR has re- recently released the dual camera strap for when you need to use two cameras in a demanding setting. Now, why is Adobe in red? Oh, we, that's, I'm sorry. No, no, no. We're not. That's actually the last article. Okay. And I wasn't paying attention and I should have just picked right up where you stopped and I didn't. So I will now. <laughs> Yay. Adobe Photoshop CC. For photographers, Adobe Photoshop Lightroom CC, and photographers at work. Martin Evening's book review by John. This is Nam Gimo. What's the message? Ah, John. Well, the message is that Martin Evening published three books in 2015 for serious photographers. Each title is excellent on its own merit. Together, they add up to a heavyweight trio that will excel for many years. His Photoshop and Lightroom books continue two series. Wait a minute. That didn't sound right. His Photoshop and Lightroom books continue two series that, oh, there we go, that have thrived in multiple editions. His most recent topic is the distilled wisdom of a lifetime career as a working professional. Congratulations to our author of the year, 2015, Martin Evening. And that's the, uh, the last article that we have there. All right, we made it. Yeah, yeah. And this is actually the end of the first section. All right. Do you know what it is we say at the end of a section? I believe it's something like stand by to stand by. And? Uh, We'll be right back. Yeah, that's it. Hey, guy. There's a new podcast out. Great. What's it about? Let's Talk Apple. Well, yeah, we will. We will. But uh, what's the podcast called? Let's Talk Apple. <sighs> okay, if you want to. Uh, Rainier, Silken, Gold Rush, Pippin. What are you on about? I'm talking Apple. Huh? That's what you wanted, wasn't it? Us talking about apples? Well, there we go again. Tangentially, as usual, moving off topic. Did you know Bart Bouchotts has a new podcast out? Yep. Let's Talk Apple. Oh, jeez. Like a failed experiment in animal intelligence, it's the G-Men and the MyMac.com podcast. And welcome back to the MyMac.com podcast. We've got, uh, we've got a couple of topics. Now, Melissa and I actually talked a few days ago. And as we were talking, some of the things that she was telling me, it was like, you know what? These would be really, really good topics for the, for the center section of the show. Um, so, uh, with, without the further ado, section. yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and, um, she was concerned, so concerned uh, that concern. she was going to make certain people miffed <laughs> at this topic. And, uh, frankly, I was like, you know what? That's, that's this show. You know, we, we could re- rename it the myth show. So why don't you go ahead and, and tell us what you are so – oh, actually, this is funny. I've got this here in the show notes that Melissa is angry about, let's be diplomatic and say, well-intentioned, but basically stupid wrong people. <laughs> so go ahead. Tell us what it is that these well-intentioned people that are basically stupid wrong have a problem with. Let's see. Well, I wrote something, so I'm just going to read it to get me to get me started, to get me amped up. So – 
a, a client of mine, a well, well-intentioned client of mine sent me a link to an email. You know, I think people just assume that, and it's, and it's okay, rightfully so, that my little kids, because I'm the Mac mommy and because I do tech support and consulting, I guess they just picture my kids on screens all day long. I, I don't know. Maybe that's what it is. Maybe, I don't know. And so they think it's helpful. You know, hey, uh, here's this article uh, on cbsnews.com of all places. And, I, you know, I don't even know if I want to link to it because I don't know if I want to give it that much traction. But it's, are, do you remember the, the comedian Paula Poundstone? Oh, yeah. Remember her? So evidently she's some kind of article correspondent or something. And she wrote this piece on cbsnews.com recently. And so the link was sent to me. And she basically went off on a rant about how uh, these screens kids are addicted to their screens, that there's this, this addiction to electronics. And she just went off in a, in, you know, totally one way. It wasn't a well-rounded piece. She didn't cite any resources and basically just went off and said, basically, we're causing our kids to, it's, it's causing ADHD and ADD. It's causing all these problems that we're having with our kids and that they're addicted to it and that they're stupid and like all this stuff. And she's complaining, like even, you know, restaurants have tablets on their tables and she can't stand that. You know, kids should just be able to like ask for chicken fingers instead of, you know, using a screen. Anyway, so she went off on this stuff and I read it and I just, it just made my blood boil. <laughs> I just, I can't stand it when people go off on a variant one way and they don't back it up with sources to begin with. And it sends a wrong message. So I, I wrote that I feel it sends a wrong message. We don't have enough kids that are spo- exposed to healthy uses of technology and she's demonizing it. And then all the sheeple are, sheeple are blindly following. Like, oh, well, if she's a celebrity. It must be true. We'll just believe what she says. This kind of rhetoric is damaging to an already broken education system. I'm not advocating that screens be used as digital pacifiers, at least not all the time. There's a time and a place, and sometimes it's better than giving your kids a soda pop or bribing them with candy or neglecting them, you know, like our parents used to do before we had screens. <laughs> I mean, well, what did didn't we Didn't they do? used to say like this exact thing about television? Yeah, exactly. It's, it's almost like it's a, it's a rehash. Or comic books before hmm, then. Where have we heard this before? Or, or Elvis and rock music. Yeah, well, you know, and can, if, like I can, if I can interrupt for just a second. Please do. I think Save me. that uh, yeah, you're doing fine. Um a lot of this has to do with the fact that people are having children and their children aren't turning out the way that they thought they were, you know, in doing air quotes here, supposed to turn out. And instead of blaming themselves as absent parents or, you know, not doing the things that, that, you know, parents should do or whatever. It's so much easier to say, Oh, well it's, it's comic books. It's, it's rock mm-hmm. music. It's so television responsibility. Exactly. Exactly. Mm-hmm. And in, and this, this is a phenomena that I have noticed not just with parents, but people in general, that mm-hmm. it's so much easier to vilify an exterior process than it is to take responsibility for the actions that they themselves either individually or in a group of like-minded people have caused themselves. I, I call it tech shaming. 
You know, you, you can assign whatever label you want to to most of these things, but it is, it's a form of shaming. And I think as parents, I mean, you're a more experienced parent than I am. I have younger kids. We have enough stress, so as it is, just trying to keep our kids alive and yeah. happy and educated and healthy. And we don't need the extra stress of having some celebrity or anybody, for that fact, shaming us and well, telling us she that we're breaking kids? our kids. Does yeah, she even she have has kids? kids. She has kids. People who are listening to this are probably, they're going to go one way or the other. They're going to think about like what she was in the news for. She was like arrested and had a DUI and blah, blah. I mean, yeah, there's, there's, I won't, I don't want to, cause I don't want to stoop to that level. I'm not going to go in. I'm not going to go there. <laughs> All I'm going to well, say I, is I know that, that if I saw her, if I saw her right now, this is what I would ask her. Is there any insanity in your family? <laughs> That's a very good question. <laughs> Sorry, go ahead. So, I want to ask you though, guy, I mean, your yeah. kids are older. They're what college age and yeah, teenagers. The, both, both, my, both my kids are in college. Tell me a little bit about if, if you care to share, what was it like with your kids growing up? I mean, before they had cell phones, I mean, they're, they're quite a bit older than mine. So there's a bit of a gap there, but I mean, what did, when you were a parent going through it in my stage of life, mm-hmm. was it TV? Was it, you know, what, what did you feel like as a parent you were getting bashed over the head with, you know, this oh. is, you're doing this wrong and you're oh, damaging video your games. kids. You've broken your kids because you've fed them this, you know? It was video games for the most video part. Video games? Yeah. Okay. Um, like but Nintendo for the f- and Yeah, um, or, or, you Atari know, I, had, I think I had a Sega Genesis or, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, also, uh, actually, when, when my son Guy was born, um, I would be, like, half the time my wife would get up to do, like, the late night feeding. The other half of the time I would. Mm-hmm. And once I had him in a comfortable position, because I, I, as you know, I, I'm a very big person. <laughs> yes. So I, I, I am relatively strong and I've got long arms. Right. So I can very easily balance a child and a bottle and hold the bottle so that the child can drink the bottle with one arm. And then with my other arm, use a keyboard and a mouse. So yeah, that's it, definitely a special talent of dads. I've watched my husband is. many a time just like. There's just a certain way dads hold their babies. It's just, that's, that's why we love you. Yeah. So, <laughs> like the tuck, you know? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So my son, my son would, would be sitting there and he'd be drinking his bottle and, but he would also be watching whatever was going on on the computer at the same time. Oh, for shame. I know. I know. You see, that's, yep. And if I was playing some silly game or uh, I had a Simpsons screensaver. Mm-hmm. That he really liked. So sometimes oh, I, I would purposely set the screensaver on there mm-hmm. just so that it would be on there. And, like, I, and he used to jump every single time. There was <laughs> there was one with uh, Grandpa in a rocking chair just kind of going back and forth. <laughs> and about every 10 seconds, he would tell me, oh, no, no, you know, say something. <laughs> right. And every single time, Guy would like Oop, jump a little bit, <laughs> but laugh at the same time. You know, they used to watch me play... Um, uh, I think the game was called Carmageddon, uh-huh. you know, and it's basically you're in a car and the whole purpose of the game is to smash the other racers and run over people and dogs and, and cows. And, you know, I mean, it's this horrible, horrible concept, but you know, I mean, com- it, it, it's like, it's like anything else. This is, this is cartoon violence. And right. if you can't separate violence that isn't real with what's going on in the real world, then I can't help you. You know, mm-hmm. I, my kids understand it's not real that, that just because dad sits in a computerized car 
and plows into a group of people that it's probably not a good idea to do the same thing in real life. Okay? I think that's an important parenting decision, skill, yeah. skill decision involvement. Because me, I mean, when you talk about that, all I can think about is my dad. I grew up playing video games with my dad. Yeah. I mean, we didn't, we didn't have like, I can't think of a lot of violence. Like I know he did it with my brother uh, and my sister wasn't one to play video games, but I totally was like, I, I was, I gamed with my dad and it was so much fun. I have so yeah. many fond memories of gaming with my dad and, but we played things like baseball or Dungeons and Dragons and, you know, we'd sit there and my, my dad would like get so frustrated because I would steal bases and he'd like throw the, the television remote control, you know, <laughs> <laughs> and, that, and you know, it's funny, it's great because now, now with mobile devices, like that hasn't changed. Like now. My dad, now my parent, my, my family lives back East, you know, we, we go back to visit them occasionally. And so my dad's, my dad's on the other side of the country. And nowadays what it, the carryover now that touches my heart is my dad has an iPad and my sons, my little boys play on an iPad and now they play from across the country. Like they play plants versus zombies together mm-hmm. and th- my dad plays it. And so it gives them a dialogue. It gives them a way to like socially navigate with each other and they talk about the video games and stuff and it's just for me it's just a, a joy to watch that interaction i don't know it's maybe a bonding moment it is it's a completely wonderful healthy bonding moment that involves plants like killing people <laughs> right there's no blood i mean there's some yeah. ooze and things like that but there's no blood and you know we my son and i you know it opened up this whole long you know dialogue about mom what's a zombie? Yeah. Well, son, Well, <laughs> you know, we talked about death, like, you know, life and it just all these kinds of things. I don't know. I, I just, I can only see the good of it. I, I guess I can see how it could be bad, but when I read articles like this or I hear people talk about how bad technology is and how bad for it is, you know, it is for our kids. I just kind of scratch my head and I think, what planet do you live on? Where are you seeing, I don't know, maybe it's just because of where I live. I, what, what do you think it is? I mean, I just don't see kids turning into vegetables. I don't see the, the damages that it causes. Well, this is again, you know, like we were, like we were saying earlier, this, you know, right now, things like tablets and, you know, phones and all the rest of it, these are, are the, the latest thing that people can blame. Because kids aren't doing the things that the adults think they should be doing. Like, can't we have a discussion about, I mean, not literally have a discussion now about it, but I mean, what about all the chemicals? Like, cause I sit there and I, I do beat myself up about it. I mean, I'm in therapy for it, but I get really, and maybe it's because I take it too personally and that's probably, and that's my problem. But I, you know, I'm a young parent, maybe, maybe as I, as I get older and as I, as I go through this journey of parenting, maybe things will get better. Maybe I'll let it roll off my back a little bit more. Um, maybe I can look to parents like you who have kids that, hey, they turned out okay. I mean, you, your your kids are doing well in school. They're they're well adjusted. They're driving. They're in spite they're of me driving. Yeah, and you know, so what if you bounced your kid on your knee and you showed him, you know, yeah, screensavers that scared the bejesus out of him? Yeah. My my dad would like, you know, old school. My dad would like come into my room while I was just starting to wake up and scare me. You know, I'm like, sure. it would freak my mom out, and she would yell at my dad for like, why did you do that? And and I. I mean, he would tell me these stories about how I would be all doe-eyed and 
there's a couple of pictures that they'd snap at me, you know, of me when I was a baby. And I can think, well, gee, baby, that caused some damage. <laughs> those are the kinds of things that dads do. And, you know, to some extent, like forever. moms do for goofy forever. with our kids. I think they need a healthy dose of that. So, I don't know. I guess I just don't see where these kids are that are sitting there completely addicted to their screens. I mean, I hear parents complain about their teenagers, you know, use of of computers, you know, they sneak it into their room or, you know, a parent was telling me the other day that, that her son got, got his or her phone and was, you know, playing on it. I thought, that's why you lock it with a passcode. You know, there, there are interventions. Maybe it's because I know better. Maybe it's because I have this background. But it, it the point is, it makes me mad that a celebrity or anybody can go on and and put this this junk out there, this misinformation, and people will believe it as gospel, and they'll just blindly follow it without any kind of facts that back it up. Now, I can I can Google, which I have. I mean, I have a son who has ADD. I have, you know, we have multiple issues, you know, health issues in this family. And of course, I've done the research. When you're a parent and you have a child who's struggling and you're exhausted, of course, you're going to do the research and you're going to say, you know, is this harming him? Is this bad for him? What is good for him? What can I do? That's all we want to do as parents, right? Sure. We want our children to thrive. What can I do to help my children? What can I do to educate them? What can I do? You know, I'll give you an example. Just just the other week, we were... Um, my son had an ophthalmologist appointment. He had to go get his eyes checked and, you know, he's had vision problems since birth and, and that has nothing to do with screen exposure. Let me just put that right there. Um, <laughs> it's a, it's a hereditary condition. So long story short, we're in the, the waiting room and he has ADD. He doesn't have the hyperactivity, but it can, you know, it can get pretty stressful. These days you go to a, and this was a pediatric waiting room. I mean, there was like, sure it was, you know, brightly colored and painted and, you know, kid-friendly colors, but there was nothing, like no toys, not even any good, you know, uh, age developmental appropriate magazines. There was nothing for the kids. There was no media. There was no material for the kids to, to entertain keep, themselves. Yeah, with. to keep themselves like, occupied while they're waiting. It's bring your own, you know? Yeah. And so I thought, you know, with, with my kid, you know, I knew he was stressful about the doctor's appointment. You know, it just things, he's sensitive, things stress him out. I knew that homework wasn't going to be an option. I left the homework in the car. I thought, we'll deal with that later. I'm not going to stress him out even more than he already is. See what right. a good mommy I'm trying to be? And so I had him bring his book, you know, his his paper dead tree book that he was reading. And we have a mixture of that. And, you know, he couldn't focus on that. He was nervous. And so I needed something to calm him down. And I was, you know, I'm thinking, okay, we're in the ophthalmologist. We're getting ready to see an eye doctor. I question whether or not I should whip out the iPad. You know, because I was thinking about the LC, you know, the, the screen lit, backlit uh, screen, you know, would that affect his eye exam, that sort of thing. And so after a while, I mean, he was just ready to bounce off the walls. He was so bored and he was so frustrated and agitated. So, and this was going to be my pick, but there's an app called Recolor. You've heard of adult coloring books, right? Sure. Well, there's an app called Recolor and, you know, it has one of those like uh, in-app purchases where you can like buy other coloring pages, so to speak, but it's got a lot of free content that's, that's really fun to play with. And I watched him go from like pacing and just, you know, we're trying to figure out all kinds of other ways to calm him down and get him to relax. So I finally said, all right, why don't you try this? And so I handed him and he had seen it before, but he hadn't really actually played with it. And I handed him the iPad and it was amazing. Like he immediately calmed down and he was I don't think it was a, a brain rot type of thing. Like I think he was he was legitimately, positively 
um, stimulated and it relaxed him. And he was coloring, like he was coloring this elephant. You know, we went through, we, we picked out a couple of different drawings that he could work on. And he chose this one elephant that had all these uh, mosaic pieces in it. And he just had a blast just adding different colors. And you could just watch the little gears moving. He was actively trying to select which colors went better together. And he was trying different backgrounds. And then it has all these different effects that you can apply to it. So say you go and you, you color your elephant. Well, then, then at the end of it, when you're finished coloring it, you can uh, choose whether or not it, you want it to look like real crayons or markers or watercolors, or there's even like a neon effect that, that pulsates and glows, all these different things. I mean, that, that you can make active choices about. And I know right away, some people are going to be like, What's the matter with real, you know, and, and I get the slack from people. Whenever I talk about digital tools, I always get pushback from people about the analog tools. And they'll say, well, what about real crayons? You know, what about real coloring books? And Well, then you got to drag that crap all over the you place. Gotta drag, yeah, you got to drag that crap all over you. And then the kid's upset because the crayons break or they get lost or, you know, I, I love real crayons. I mean, don't get me wrong. I, I'm, a, I'm a hippie, if anything. I mean, my kids... <laughs> have plenty of crayons and Play-Doh. Like I'm kind of addicted to Play-Doh. We've got all kinds of cookie cutters. My Legos. kids have, oh, Legos. Yeah. That's, um, you, you've stepped on those a, f- a few times, I'm sure. Oh yeah. <laughs> we have the big ones. We have the little ones. My, my, ch- my child's in a robotics um, program at school. I mean, my, I think my kids are doing well. You know, my six-year-old just read his first book for the first time. And I just, I wish I, I wish I could invite somebody like like Paul Poundstone come to my house for a week and see the kinds of things that I have to deal with well, and just kidnap her. How my kids interact <laughs> with screens and you tell me that you you tell me that I'm still damaging my kids that my kids are addicted to these screens. I think they have a healthy I won't say obsession I th- I think they have a healthy use with it. The thing that worries me the most I mean here's I guess what what really bugs me is like I told you I just got done deploying a set of iPads at my, right. at my child's school. So my children go to a charter school and the thing about charter schools that I like, you know, we've been to public school. We, you know, we, we've tried different things. I'm not going to say one's better than the other, but I, we have found a school and that's really the takeaway here is you have to find something that works for you. You can't just put out a blanket statement and say, this is bad for everyone, or this is good for everyone. We found something that right now we feel is working for us and I, I really like this charter school. I got involved and started volunteering. And I noticed that they had this cart of iPads that was sitting there and they had gone through some staff changes and they had a new technologist there and she was overwhelmed and, you know, she's a, a more of a Windows person. And uh, so I saw this cart of iPads and I'm like, oh, you know, when are we going to use these? And they're just kind of sitting there. Oh, well, they need to have apps installed. And they need to be cleaned up and updated. Some of them had their iPad too. Some of them had iOS 7 on them still. Wow. You know, thank God it wasn't iOS 6, but still, I mean, it was, you know, they're pretty behind. So I took it upon myself and there's like, there's, they, they must've bought like a set of 30. There was like 28 left and I took it upon myself, you know, the, the principal and I really get along. He's really great. Uh, and so he said, yeah, you know, I'd love, I'd love the help, whatever you can do, like they'll take it. You know, this is, this is education here. That's we're constantly defunding it. We're constantly, um, I think in this, in this country without getting too political, I really feel like our, our priorities are screwed up and education is constantly getting defunded. We're not spending enough. And I don't mean monetarily. I mean, we're not spending enough time and effort and energy and money in educating our kids and technology goes hand in hand with that. And so a lot of times technology gets cut 
or just doesn't get funded in the first place. And so you have all this money that was invested and then it sits there and then nobody is able to keep up with it. So I said, I, I just, it breaks my heart. It really breaks my heart to see technology sit there and not be utilized, especially when it's something like an iPad and they, they had bought Apple TVs. So I said, all right, I'll, I'll take on this, this project. And I did. This Herculean task. It was, I mean, it was only 28. I can only imagine what it would be with like a hundred, but I mean, once I got going, I could see how, you know, it more could be added later. Well, so I know I, that they've got these, they've got these like panels that you can hook up like 50 at a time and totally yeah. refresh and do all the rest of that. Yeah. There's, there's, there's things you can do and there's things that you should do. And there's things that, that you just um, can't do because of funding and that sort of thing. Right. Like there just wasn't, there wasn't any money in any kind of a budget for anything like that. And like, they don't even have a Macintosh on site. It's a, it's completely a windows uh, campus right now. And, but they have these, these Apple products. So you know how things go, like where there's, there's a while ago, like years ago, there was some kind of funding, there was a program and then it was like piloted and they're like, Oh, let's get all these iPads. And so they got all these iPads and they did what they needed to do with them. And then like they lost interest or the ability to like move forward with it. And so they just kind of, well, we'll just use them where we can and we'll do this and that with them. But they weren't, the point is they weren't using them to their fullest potential. Or at all, and it that, sounds like. Or at all, yeah. So, I mean, they were using them, but you know, in a very limited capacity. I think they were using them for testing purposes and things like that. So anyway, I took it, I, you know, took them home, you know, a couple at a time. I wanted to get one of those things like you're talking about, like a powered hub with multiple USB ports on it that I could do multiple at a time. But you know what? It turned out, so long story short, I, I had to like, you know, baptism by fire, learn how to use Apple configurator and not just, you know, I used the, the newer version. I actually upgraded, um, a client had, had given me an older iMac and, you know, so I basically used what I had. I mean, this was a really, really great exercise in using what you have you know, making it work. And, and that's what I've been striving to do. So I have all this old technology, but it's there and it works. And, you know, the Mac way, it just works. Yep. Uh, some of it didn't. <laughs> and I really had to fight with it. But, it, you know, having like a 25 or, or 30 USB hub wouldn't have mattered anyway because the future isn't here yet. <laughs> yeah. And Apple Configurator 2 couldn't really handle more than like five at a time anyway. And a lot of times it would croak. It, it would just... it. We just cop out it. Start over again. Yeah. So there was. I mean, that's what took so long. It was just like, oh crap! It didn't. It didn't supervise it. Now I got to start all over again. Or well, that didn't work. You know, there was a lot of trial and error, uh, but I got it done. You know. Yeah. And, well, done. and eventually you you figure out the the best way to do it, and yeah. then you move on from there because you just follow those exact same steps to take care of all the rest of them. For the most part, yeah. And with with the occasional like, well, that one you know didn't follow along with the rest of the herd. So we got to do it this way or, you know, <laughs> Oh, well, here's one that a student locked with a passcode. Now we got to restore it and start over. Um, <clears throat> but the point is, is that here I am a volunteer. Okay. I did this. This was a labor of love. I did this for free. I mean, if I, I don't know what it would have cost for someone with the knowledge a and lot. the ability to do it, but it probably would have cost a lot of money to do it. Now this is money the school wouldn't have spent anyway, but I donated my time and my blood, sweat, and tears of lugging these things back and forth to the school. And I'm, and I'm immensely appreciated. So that's why I, I can do it. I'm fueled by the hugs that I get from the kids. Like it's gotten to the point where I go to school and like, I can't even get through the door because they rush up and hug me. And I love that. So that's what keeps me going. It, it, 
you know, I live with a chronic illness. So this gave me like a reason to get out of bed in the morning besides just taking my kids to school. Sure. It gave me something to do. Um, not that I don't have anything to do, <laughs> but uh, it, it, it was like a passion. I was driven by passion to try to get this into the hands of these teachers and these kids just to see the looks on their faces. And, you know, it's starting to come to fruition. We're starting to see them being utilized so I, I got these iPads set up, right? And now I've done all the hard work. I've got them deployed. They're now at the school. I can monitor them remotely. I've, you know, starting to teach and train the tech on how we can push out apps to them remotely. I'm using uh, a service called Meraki. Um, I, I thought, I didn't think I could do it, but actually it's like it's free for under 100 devices. And so this was under 30. So it fit. Um, I can also... Uh, install profiles on the Apple TVs. I mean, awesome, awesome things that I could do with these devices where I could set up profiles, plug in all of the Wi-Fi connectivity information, and then take them on campus and boom, they just, they, they connected to Wi-Fi. I was like, yes, this is so cool. Like, you know, I just, I do the happy Snoopy dance, you know, every time like something works, it's just, it's just been a lot of fun and it's been very very intrinsically rewarding to do this for the school. Okay. So that being said, so now I've done, I'm a volunteer. I've done this for free. I've, I've put my heart into this project. I've gotten these iPads back into the hands of teachers and students. They're going to be utilized. And when I go and I read an article like this, that's poo-pooing the whole idea right, of, of using technology. To me, it's like a huge slap in the face. And I'm sure I'm not the only parent that feels this way, but it just really frustrates me because when people read this, it takes everything that I've done and it takes what the accomplishments that we have made, the strides that we've tried to make in education with technology, it takes us back several steps. And we work so hard to get to where we are that to have somebody go and derail this is really, really infuriating. It's really frustrating. I understand how parents feel. I mean, I have friends. I have, I have a great very diverse mixture of friends. I'm very, very lucky to have the friends and the family and the, the community that I'm involved in because everybody, no, nobody, nobody's sheep. No, nobody just thinks the same way. We all have terrific ideas. We all have um, our own ways of parenting, our own ways of educating our kids. We all work together. It's all a big community project. And I do have friends who are parents that really don't want a lot of technology or they don't want, you know, they really are wary of, too much screen time and that sort of thing. And a lot of us are. I really think this generation is really conscientious about screen limits. I mean, I realize when my kids are, there's times when, when I catch them vegging out. You know, I monitor their screen usage a lot. But you know what? There's times like right now, my little guy's sick. You know, what are you going to do? He's coughing. He's upset. You know what? Sometimes just giving him the iPad makes him feel better. Is it a pacifier? Maybe. Is it going to damage his little brain? No. Come on. You know, I mean, come on. I mean, he's reading. He's six years old and he can read a book. Both of my children are straight A students. They're thriving in school. I don't know. Am I naive? Am I naive? Is it, do I just not see it? Maybe it's because of, I mean, I live in a pretty low, you know, economic status area. We have, you know, free lunches and stuff in this area. There's a lot of um, poverty where, where I am, you know, in Arizona here and we have a, a lack of funding, but there's a lot of passionate people here and a lot of people that, like I said before, we work with what we have and we're, we're turning out really great kids here. Um, sure. We have ADHD, we have ADD, we have learning disabilities, just like any other place. But I don't think that the technology is the cause of it. 
I really just don't think it's the cause of it. And I think if anything, it can help. I have seen ways that it's helped my son. Um, We use timers. We use, in fact, I asked him going back to the ophthalmologist appointment. I even said to the doctor, I said, now you're, you know, you're a surgeon, you're an ophthalmologist. What is your advice on screen time and that sort of thing? And she told me flat out that there is no evidence right now that there's just not enough data. There's not enough evidence to say one way or the other that it causes any harm. Um, one of the issues that we talked about with his, uh, he's, he is struggling with reading right now. I mean, he's doing well. He's, he's got straight A's, but he's struggling a little bit in certain areas. And a lot of that has to do with the attention deficit. A lot of that has to do with his vision issues. He's, we were, wears glasses. We had to work pretty hard to get his, his uh, prescription corrected. And, you know, now it's at a good place. His eye is turning unless he's making really great progress. I mean, he's only nine. You know right. what I mean? Uh, and I said to her, you know, we were talking about him reading his books and he's, he's struggling with that. Well, here it turned out that, and I didn't know this because he didn't tell me, he told the doctor that he was seeing words that were fuzzy and like double lines at times. Oh, well, that, that's not good. <laughs> and so I said to her, I said, you know, he, he gets car sick really easily. I think he's probably got some issues with his eustachian equilibrium. tubes. Equilibrium. Like yeah, equilibrium. But he, so a lot of times if we're traveling and, and we're needing to run errands, he can't really do his homework. You know, and there's a lot of homework that needs to be done. They're, my kids read. My kids read books. It's not like they're not reading. Um, but the problem with him is he can't read a paper book in the car because he gets sick. But we discovered that if he reads it on a backlit device, then okay. I don't know what it is, but for some reason he can read in the car and not get sick. We have a little spelling list app. I mean, that, I, I should plug that, that as a, a pick. <clears throat> There's an, uh, an app called A Plus Spelling List, and every week we load all his spelling words into it. And, you know, it's a great family thing. You know, my husband and I take, take turns, and sometimes we make up, just like you do, we, really, we make up goofy things to, like, help him remember the word better. And he's got straight A's in spelling. And I think it's because we use that app in the car. We, we play this game. We get in the car and, like, okay, how many words can you get in before we get into, before we make it to the stop sign? How many words can you get before we make it to the next green light? You know, and like sometimes he's got, like last year he had 30 words. Uh, this year it's, it's between 12 and 20, depending. Uh, and so we play this game with it. We make it fun. And it's all done on his little iPhone. And we load, you know, we load that app. He, he plays that app. And, you know, by the end of the week, he gets 100% on his tests. Well, everything, so, I mean, technology is a tool. And, yeah, and, yeah. How, and how it's used or misused is up to the, the people that are deploying the technology. But, you know, it was funny. Uh, I don't know if you knew this or not, but I've actually talked to the principal of the school that, that your kids go to. And, and this is what they told me about you. Genius. That's what it is. Sheer genius. That, yeah, I, 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 was, I was surprised. I, I really, really, I thought, well, that's, that's just outstanding. <laughs> well, the principal at my school is really awesome, actually. In fact, uh, when I got the iPads done and I said, I said, come here, you know, Mr. So-and-so. And I was like, come take a look at this. And we just, we just stood there and it was like, we looked at the iPad card. I had loaded, I, I re-threaded all of the cables and I have them all. <laughs> Oh, I'll send you a picture. I'm so proud all right, of cool. my baby. I, I labeled them all with a colored system. I have like rainbow, like fifth grade is red and orange and fourth grade is, is you know, yellow and green and blue and purple and so on and so forth. And it's just easy so they can say, okay, grab the red set, you know, grab the purple set, that sort of thing. And so I loaded them all in and they're all colored and labeled. And we just stood there and we were like, I opened up the door and we were like, oh. oh. <laughs> and I said, 
I said, isn't it beautiful? And he goes, you know, it really is. It really is a thing of beauty. (laughs) And we just laughed and, you know, we just admired it. And so, you know, that's how you can tell when you click with your school principal, when they can appreciate that sort of thing. You know, we just appreciate the the nerddom that is organization and and technology implementation. So, So, you know what, Paula Poundstone, you know, go go, go pound sand, go pound stone. Okay. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> anyway, we, we need to get out of this section, Melissa. Yes, thank you. So, huh? My, please rescue me from myself. <laughs> well, we still have we still have a whole other section to get through. Okay. So everyone, please, please stand by to stand by. And we'll be hey, what will we be? Uh we'll be r- r- right back. I'm Elisa Pasali. I'm Suze Gilbert. I'm Vicki Stokes. And we're the three geeky ladies. You could be watching Hoarders. Or you could be reading Fifty Shades of Grey. You could be ghost hunting. Or you could be listening to the three geeky ladies. So put down that book, shut off the TV, and turn on your iPod. And listen to the three geeky ladies. Find us on iTunes under the Stoplight Network. Good looks and charm can cover up many faults. How these two get away with it is a mystery. The G-Men on the MyMac.com podcast. And welcome back to the last section, sort of, of the MyMac.com podcast. And Melissa, it has been wonderful to have you on this week. And I was really, really enjoying the, uh, oh, darn it. The rant. The rant and the discussion that you were having. With myself. <laughs> yeah. No, no, I was, I was there. I was there every once in a while. Uh, <laughs> well, thanks for letting me vent. I, I really needed that. That was sure. like very therapeutic. I would agree. You know, I, yeah, I would too. I'm nodding my head. Hit it. Gases, tips, mostly. Gases, tips, mostly. Gases, tips. It's time for Gassy's tip. <laughs> okay. I'm actually, I'm actually rocking in my rocking chair. Yeah. Isn't that a great thing? Uh, Nick Hall did that for us. He also did the, the closing theme. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. Just completely free of charge. Just sent it to us. Thank you, Nick. <laughs> if we, I don't know if we ever say that quite enough. Uh, obviously this week without gas on, it's going to be guys tip this week. Now, uh, since so many ISPs insist on continuing to use the pop protocol for email because it's apparently cheaper. We end up with lots of email messages that we've already seen or read on another computer or device popping up again on other devices that we own as unread. This can add up over time and is completely annoying. Now on my iPad, I've got like six or seven different email addresses at one point because I don't read a lot of email on my iPad. I had over 2,000 unread messages in my, in my mail program. And I didn't realize this trick that I'm about to tell you until I, I found it online. Cause it was, I, I just didn't want to go through the process of hitting edit and then popping each one so that it would go away. Just a pain in the neck. So what you do is. Uh, You select all inboxes from your accounts because honestly, who has a single email account anymore? And then you hit the edit selection 
in the top right of that particular window. When you do this, on the bottom left, and it's kind of weird that they would have one selection on the top right and then the other one on the bottom left, the Mark All button will be on the bottom left. And once you click that, then you select Mark as Red, and all of those pesky unread messages will go away. Not Isn't read that just Fred huh? red, read it, read, read. R-E-A-D. Yeah, Mark as, yeah, R-E-A-D. I Mark. just had to clarify that, you know. For, yeah, okay. No, it's for okay. The, because the people uh, are stupid because they, they use screens, you know. Well, that's me. <laughs> that, that'd be like, well, if what if I don't want to mark it as red? What if I want to mark it as blue or yellow? Green, purple. Green, purple. I like, actually, I, I kind of like a I, green, purple mix. I like my mix. flags, my colored flags. Yeah, yeah, I agree. It makes me nod my head. Hit it. That's the end of Gaz's Tips. That's the end of Gaz's Tips. That's the end of Gaz's Tips. Okay, is that the, uh, the end of the tip? Will you let me finish? Gaz's Tips. <laughs> yeah, that, that, that does crack me up. Uh, well, Melissa, uh, I noticed you have not one, not two, but three picks this week. Would you like to tell us about them? Sure. I, I, I'm such an appaholic, you know. Well, I, I spoke a little bit about Recolor. That's yeah. basically the adult coloring book, but on it's it's not just for iPad. It's on iPhone and iPad. I almost said iPad. Did I say iPad? iPad. Yeah, that's the um, <laughs> <laughs> that that's like a that's like those boy bands that come and go. They're iPads. Yeah. Uh, so Recolor, R E C O L O R. And it is free to use. Of course, there's in-app purchases, but nobody's Naturally. nobody's forcing you to to buy them. But you might you might just want to. So recolor, I really like. It's it's very soothing. It's very therapeutic. There's just something about coloring with a stylus or your finger that just relaxes you. So you I know what would be that. what would be a great in-app purchase for that would be the sound of waves crashing on a beach. <laughs> Well, that will, I'll, I'll tell you about the, the next one, then I'll skip over okay. one. So this is another one that kind of dovetails into that. So there's, this one is only on the iPad and this is a Jigsaw Collection HD. And again, it's one of those things, you know, it, it's hard finding puzzle apps that don't have in-app purchases. I was able to find a little kitty one. Well, but do, you like, one do you like Kukuro? Uh, I haven't used that one, but I can check it out. Yeah. Well, do you know what the game, do you know what that game is? Mm-mm. It's like it's kind of like a jigsaw puzzle, but with numbers. Oh, see, yeah, is that like Sud- Sudoku? Yeah, sort of. Okay. Yeah. Do you have to use math? Uh, just addition. Okay. You no, know, it's oh, not like you have to like add that. a cosine or figure out the angle of pi or. You know, okay, well, that's good. <laughs> yeah, because otherwise that'd be like you know what it's not worth it. You know, in-app yeah. purchases for no, a those calculator. Math no. games are are really fantastic. I I have a bunch of those for the kids, but this one is is really just a. It really tries to mimic a real jigsaw puzzle. In fact, uh, I, I did tell you I'm going to, I'm pretty sure I'm going to be going down to Florida sometime in February. Are you going to be? Oh, nice. Maybe, maybe we could. No, nah, I won't be going. I, I, I hope to go again uh, this summer because uh, actually this, this, is, this is not a bad segue. Um, uh, you know, I did Mac stock last year in yes. Chicago. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You should say this. Right. And, uh, the dates have been picked for the next Mac stock, which they're moving. It, it's not that far away, but what they're doing makes a lot of sense. The, the actual convention is going to be in the same place, which is Woodstock, Illinois. And, um, the, the tie into the Midwest Mac barbecue is being moved from close to Chicago 
to the same area where the conference is going to be. So it's not going to be at Barry's house. No, it's not going to be at Barry's house. And I'm sure his wife, his, I'm sure his wife is (laughs) delighted. I just can't imagine less traumatized. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, 100 of your closest Mac friends all at your house at the same time. Um, so, uh, it's, it's in July and you know, I should, I should have been ready for this, but I wasn't, if you give me just a second. Well, so you're, you're checking that out. So I want to dovetail back into the app. Yeah, pick. go ahead. So if you, if you come out to the Mac stock conference and you decide to fly, you can use the jigsaw collection HD app on your iPad and it will calm your nerves as you fly through the air on your way to Mac stock by putting wonderful, beautiful puzzles together. Well, should, uh, I'm, I'm probably going to drive. So should I still do those puzzles while I'm driving? Probably not. Nope. Oh man. But, the- but you're whoever's traveling with you, your co-pilot. <laughs> oh, I, I doubt my wife will go. She, she would, you know, number one, she sees me all the time. So why, why would she travel <laughs> however far it would be to see me talk again? Well, see, I, I think we we should get the spouses together and, and go like send them off to Mac drink. Widows. Or- Mac yeah, Widows, the, the there's Mac a new conference. And the, the, the Mac spouses. <laughs> the Mac uh, it's going to be <laughs> July 16th and 17th in the Chicago oh, area. That's, that's the 17th is our wedding anniversary. See, so we could. I didn't even know we were married. That was. <laughs> well, you know, Barry, you know, Barry is my Mac husband. His, yeah, his he's wife great. Knows. His wife knows. So my husband knows. They're they're cool with it. <laughs> I. I we pro- I probably should celebrate my wedding anniversary with my real husband for a little while, but that would be like the ideal way for me to celebrate an anniversary. And that's, see, what, that's, what over, that's like a Saturday and a Sunday. What, what year, in what year of marriage do you give the gift of a MacTech conference? Uh, every is year. Is that like after, is that after paper and pen? <laughs> no, that's, that's every year. From year one <laughs> that is to year answer. 50. That after, is after the 50th year, it's like you, you'd be sitting there going, what's a Mac? I don't understand. <laughs> <sighs> anyway, my husband, uh, my husband inherited my my hand me down iPhone S with a Touch ID, and he's really loving it. So that's what my wife is now using. Yeah, is yeah. A, did you get yeah. the six S or the six plus? Or I got the six plus. I didn't get yeah, the six S plus. Need, yeah. <laughs> I, I picked up a sixty four. Ridiculous in your hand. <laughs> I picked up a sixty four gig six S for five hundred bucks. Oh, nice! I am yeah. so much happier with the sixty four gigs. I should have done it along. Time ago, but I was really trying to be frugal. I wanted to try to prove to myself and clients and other people that it can be done. You can well, live lean. It can lean. be, but why? What you can do and what you should do are two different two things. Two different things. Yeah. So <laughs> I did what I could do, and then I decided to do what I should do, and so I'm much happier for it. Mommy is, mommy is a much happier mama well, with 64 works. gigs. <laughs> yeah. And who wouldn't be? Uh, oh, my app. Oh, did, did you ever play? Did you ever play the game? Uh, I think it's called Miles Born. It's a driving game, card game. Mm-mm, a driving card game. Yeah, where it, it's kind of hard to explain, but um, there's a. Uh, I know that my sister in law Marisa uh, resisted getting a new Mac because she was afraid that this that this game wouldn't play on her new one. That's, that's it, a good it, reason. <laughs> that is a good reason. And so there's a game that's almost exactly like it. It's called 1,000 Miles by Emma Wan, W-H-A-N. It's in uh, the iTunes App Store. It's available for both the iPhone and the iPad. Uh, It's a free game, and there is one 
in-app purchase to fully unlock the game to take it all the way up to a thousand miles uh, from 700. If you're a fan of the French card game Miles, or maybe it's Miles Ben, then you'll enjoy this simple rendition of the game. It's it's it, I'm having a blast with it. This this I'm is like have to go check it out. This one of my fa- one of my favorite and. It, the thing is, if if you've never played the card game before, it may make absolutely no sense to you. But it, just look up the rules, and once you figure out the way how it's played, there's a lot of strategy involved to just really screw with either <laughs> if you're playing if you're playing by yourself, you know you're playing the AI, how to <laughs> screw with the AI, or or I think there's actually a um, uh, an online component where you can play somebody else. Can you play each other on like can you yeah. dual max? Uh, not on Macs. This is iOS. Uh, iOS. Okay, so you can have an iPad and an iPhone playing each other. Yeah. Cool. I'm oh, pretty so sure that, that would be something that that would be a good one for my dad for for Pop Pop to play with the kids. Yeah, it probably would. Country. Be. Um, I had forgotten, and I just realized it now, and I'm I'm not going to stop the show to go back and get it. Well, Gaz and I will go over it uh, next week. I forgot to go into G Plus. And grab all the latest stuff from all you wonderful people. Oh. And I apologize, but we will we will put that oh, in for Jesus. it next week. It's no love. But I do I do have some social stuff to talk about over on Facebook. Mm, okay. Facebook drama. Now there is a uh, there's a Facebook Mac group called uh, the MacBook and MacBook Pro group, and they've got like thirteen thousand people or something in it. Wow. And one of their rules is, you know, don't talk about pirating software. Don't talk about the methods of pirating software. Don't talk about pirating software at all. Uh-huh. So this guy like comes in. Role? Yeah. So this guy comes in and he, that's basically what he was doing. He was, he was talking about that information should be free. And, you know, it's, it's just another word. It's just another justification for not paying for software that, that somebody else had to pay to make. Yeah. So I got mad and I called him a, uh, an entitled troll loser, which he is. <laughs> and, uh, the, the group's own rules say that you can't really do that either. Oh, um, oops. yeah. But I was the one that got kicked out of the group. Oh. So, yeah. So I found another group. And when I went into that group, it turns out that all of the admins for this second group that I went into were admins for the other group that had gotten kicked out by uh, the fearless leader that, that ran the, the MacBook and MacBook pro group. So, you know, and the, the reasons behind all of this, I mean, really it was serious drama. Um, what the great leader of, of this other MacBook group that I got kicked out of doesn't seem to understand is that no one cares how many people he has in his group. If the advice given on the page itself is complete garbage because he's now kicked out all the people who really knew a lot about Max and he's left with just, you know, these, these others that, that, you know, couldn't figure out their way out of the finder with a paper bag. (laughs) So, you know, and it's crazy because he actually talked about, you know, they posted some screenshots of, of some of the admin talk. And this guy was talking about having secret admins and spies in some of these other groups and, and seriously, who does that? So if you belong to the MacBook and MacBook pro Facebook group, you know, stay in it. If you want, I would recommend leaving and going to these two other groups that I found that have people with an actual sense of humor and not a God complex. And these two groups are Mac to the future and Mac addicts. These are our two 
great groups with some really, really smart people in it. And uh, I, I think you'll enjoy it. Wasn't there a magazine called Mac Addict? Yeah. Yeah. I, 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 I'm looking up in this that? closet that I can see right now. <laughs> I still have all of the DVDs yeah. that used to come <laughs> with that magazine. Oh, I love them. <laughs> yeah. And then they turned into something else. I can't remember what, what it was after that, but it, it just kind of faded after that. It wasn't yeah. as good. Mac Attic was was like seriously, you know, in your face. Uh, Macs are are better than sliced pudding, you know, that kind of thing. <laughs> if you're into like sliced pudding, uh-huh. um, but you know, I, I, but that that's about it. Um, Melissa, if people wanted to contact you, and frankly, after being on this fabulous show, who wouldn't want to contact you? How Uh-oh. could they do so? Oh, I've made it very easy for everyone. If you just Google the Mac Mommy, and if you leave the spaces out, it makes it even easier. Uh, if you Google it all one word, you will find me. I'm all over the interwebs as the Mac Mommy. You are. You are. As a matter of fact, that's how I found your email address. You, know, you sent me that email. <laughs> yeah, you beat me and to it. it. Came back, well, it came back no reply at iCloud, blah, 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 blah. And I was like, what? What? Oh. what uh, what's going on? I couldn't reply to it. Interesting. So I had I had to go to your website, which is themacmommy.com. Mm-hmm. <laughs> See what I did there? Mm-hmm. And uh, go to the contact page, which is the fifth, fourth or fifth button over. Wow, you're good. I am good. I am so good. And that's where and that's where I found your contact info. So uh, you can contact Melissa in all those ways. And Melissa, did you know that there are ways to contact me as well? I did. There are many I know, ways. Many, many. Uh, you, you can contact me via my email, which is guy at mymac.com. Oh, there's lots of them there. Uh, if you'd like to contact Gaz, he is gaz at mymac.com, G-A-Z. But he is also on Twitter as Gazmaz, G-A-Z-M-A-Z. And we have a combined Twitter account, which is Guy and Gaz on Twitter, G-U-Y-A-N-D-G-A-Z. And uh, did you know, I, I have my own Twitter account. Which is Mac Parrot. It's Mac a very colorful Parrot. account. <laughs> yeah. You're supposed to give a like a squawk. Oh, I that's right. That's right. That. Wait, do it again. Do it again. Okay. <laughs> that's me rewinding. So my name on Twitter is Mac Parrot. So spontaneous. That's exactly what that was. <laughs> I'm a Capricorn. I am not spontaneous. <laughs> this is why we uh, have you, show notes that we don't read. Exactly. <laughs> Uh, we also, you can also contact fearless leader, Tim, and let him know what a total screw up I am. And that's feedback at mymac.com. And if you would like to send us audio feedback, even though it hasn't happened, I can't remember the last time we got audio feedback. Uh, you can do it over Skype and our Skype number is outside of the U S it is a plus one or a one possibly depending on where you live. Area code seven zero three four three six. Nine five zero one. I'll say that again because I am just that way. That's Wait, let me plus say one seven. Oh, you, oh, you can say it. Go ahead. I'll say it. Okay. Plus one seven mm-hmm. zero three four Ooh. three six nine five zero one. Now say if those you're last four for numbers. A good time, call that number. <laughs> say those last. <laughs> no, those say those last four numbers in your sexiest voice. The last four. Yeah. Nine five zero one. Oh, I just got shivers. <laughs> 
Shiver be timbers. Shiver be timbers. Very good. It works right in with Mac Parrot. Like he's got me trained like a parrot. Can I have a crack now? <laughs> we're almost done. I swear we're almost done. Um, you know, Melissa, I, I've been thinking about this this entire show, and I have to say that I think that even without Gaz here, that we are good enough that, well, you are smart enough, Oh. And that doggone it, people just like us. And now I hope they still you. like us after this. Well, here's here's your bit coming up right now. Oh boy. Okay, here we go. All right, it's time for silly language. Gaz East Nicht here. So East Dies Kind Podcast 585. Ja, ich wies dies wird die Eben wir kümmern uns nicht. Come der Wübe hinweg. That so was not sexy at all. That was just really. I you, you would have to be like Marilyn Monroe to speak German sexy. I I really really yeah, think that. Just not blonde enough for that. I'll have to. I'll I'll try to see if I can read this to my husband later and see what he thinks. There's okay. probably a German swear word in there somewhere. Okay, there's a little bit more there. Oh, oh, that's right. I, I almost forgot. Um, open bracket, close bracket? No, open bracket. I did forget. Oh, oh, oh. Open bracket. Guy can be a bit of a jerk, jerkmon. Close bracket. That's it. Ah. And... Thanks for downloading this podcast. You can reach this and other great podcasts all on the Stoplight Network, like the Tech Fan Podcast, Three Geeky Ladies, the Club Podcast, the Let's Talk Podcasts, OWC Radio, the Deeper Look Podcast, and the Mac Gist. Uh, let's see. And you know what? I actually, um, cause what I, what I ended up doing was I recorded or I, uh, wrote down all the various Siri responses before uh-huh. that event. And then I made a bunch of my own, <laughs> like, uh, this one here. I am so very tired of you two G men. In fact, <laughs> I'm going to robo call Tim Robertson every five minutes with offers for cheap sea cruises, cut rate car insurance and refinancing his home until he fires you both. What, no Vialis? <laughs> <laughs> uh, let me see. There was one. Oh, is this it? You and every other blogger are starting to really piss me off with saying this. Just knock it off. <laughs> no, no. Oh, no, I found it. Here it is. What the f- man? It's an Apple event in September. What do they release every f- in September since 2007? Oh, Stupid. <laughs> yeah i really like that one Translate just, keep it, just keep it short <laughs> all right save the long ones for gaz oh it pisses him off every time i do i know that's what's <laughs> he's, funny he's about like, it really really guy really <laughs> okay so let me see here how did you guys get started doing that anyway gaz is it was something i actually came up with I just, you know, I, I don't even remember exactly. I would have to go back into the, the massive archives of the Bible.com <laughs> podcast to figure out where it really started. Have you ever made Tim do it? No, no you can't make Tim do anything. <laughs> <laughs> Tim makes you do things. Yeah, I was just going to say that's probably what it is. Okay. Um, 
boot mine up too. Oh, that feels so much better. Wow, was that real? Yeah, that was real. <laughs> I, I hope it. you recorded that. Yeah, yeah, it's on there. Uh, we actually did. Can you a, tell I live with men? Yeah, yeah. Well, <laughs> men, men for the most part, we're, we're total pigs. Uh huh. Yeah. Yeah. You're noisy, mother. Yeah. Yeah. I will. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Well, better out this way than the other. That's all I got to say. Uh, that's what my husband says. Uh, we actually have, let me see if I can find it here. Because for one of our bumpers, I actually recorded us doing a bunch of burps. Oh, no. Oh, I found it. Here it is. <laughs> those, those are you guys? Those, those are real? Those are real. No way. Wow. That's I, impressive. And, well, I mean, basically, we set up, I set up GarageBand. We recorded like this. And then every once in a while, we would just work up a burp and do the burp. <laughs> and then I edited it all. To, whoops. Sorry. I edited it all together so that it, you know, it was completely seamless. Wow. Yeah. Those are real. Maybe when you get your mixer, you can, uh, you can make like a, a jingle or a, a tune out of it. <laughs> I, well, I, I don't even know if I still have that. Um... Oh, God. Do you remember those keyboards in the 80s where you could record? Your voice, and then you could play it on the keyboard, like you know. Oh, the, the Casios! They, yeah, yeah, they were the Casios. <laughs> yes, exactly. Yeah, so as kids, when, when we had one of those, of course, we would uh, do a burp, oh, yeah. and then oh, it'd be like exactly. My girlfriend and I, I was I was sleeping over at her house. We were little kids, and we were doing that. And her poor German Shepherd would just sit there and like flick his ears at us and like look at us, like, yeah, "What like, are you what doing?" And we just went full. We would roll on the floor, like peeing ourselves, dying laughing. <laughs> it was so hilarious. I don't. Know, I just. I, I never grew up. I guess. I don't know. No, no, that's fine. Dogs are so easy to screw with <laughs> because and a, little a, kids and yeah. Well, anything that happens out of the normal for a dog, uh, they they don't know how to process it. He can just he he makes the sound that like sounds like a cat retching, like they're oh. like coughing up a hairball. Right. And all he has to do is like just a little tiny like I'm laughing just thinking of it. And I almost went into labor with my first child when he would make this sound. Because <laughs> I would laugh so hard. And he's the only one that can do it. My husband would like try to imitate it. It just wasn't quite the same. It has to be a certain frequency, but it just makes me giggle uncontrollably. Well, so yeah, don't it's do weird because it, you'll lose me. <laughs> my uh, my wife's reaction to the cat's hairball is. <laughs> yeah, especially if it's on your you know coat or your carpet. <laughs> yeah, yeah. She, she's she's not as happy about it. Me, on the <laughs> other hand. <laughs> that's, like, that's what I'm like. Oh, that's great. And my kids. Ew. Yeah, I know. I love that sound. That was like my favorite sound for a really long time. Yeah, I, I used it all the time. You'd be like, yeah. oh, I was so stupid. 